Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special end of year party with the Heavy North. It's a little bit like Noel's house party, but this is not Crinkly Bottom. It's in your day's music. I'm Louis Stilkers, and with me from the band, we've got Kenny and we've got Steve. How are we, how are we lads? How are you doing? Yeah, good, man. Good. It's good yeah, to good to see you, Lewis, mate. Yeah, it's good to be talking to both of you. And, well, I'm just going to reel off your sort of highlights package, or some of them, but probably won't capture all of them. But what a year you guys have had. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, the first couple of singles from Delta Shakedown, they got national and international radio airplay um, over the summer uh, in the lead up to the album dropping. And then you had a UK tour earlier in the year. Back to the Rock of Gibraltar, and then I think it was your first uh, gig in Spain, was it, as well, over the summer? Yeah, that's the point, yeah. And then, of course, the release of Delta Shakedown, um, and that started with two album launch shows uh, to kick things off. Uh, we went to one of them, uh, the In Your Days, lads, and that was down at Wax and Beans, and then I know you did one in Liverpool. And then, of course, it culminated recently, a couple of weeks ago, with over 900 people what an absolute moment crammed in to uh, your special homecoming at the Camping Furnace. And I mean, of course, we're going to talk about that and we'll touch on other bits as well. But what a year, guys. Yeah, well, absolutely yeah. loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's been um, yeah quite a busy year, to be fair, Lewis. I think, you know, sometimes you plan certain elements of the year out in advance and you kind of have a bit of a plan. But um, but it was a bit of a mix for us this year. But yeah, it's it's been another another busy and a successful year for us. Well, that's amazing to hear. And tonight we've opened it up. So I usually come armed with a load of questions. Um, and I've sort of semi got the night off. I'm I'm going to be asking you, but we've headed over to Twitter and our socials, and we've been running a question link over the last couple of days, and we've had some great questions in. Uh, from the people that have supported you guys over this year and, and previous years as well. Uh, some of them might have been at the gig recently and most of them will have listened to the album. So we've got some uh, some real corking questions for you guys tonight. Um, but before we do that, I just want to start with this one from Gabby. So, of course, we all know Gabby. Uh, she's uh, she's always at the shows um, when she can get over and, uh, you know, she's lovely and uh, as is her husband too. So she said that she said, no question, but I just want to thank you guys for an incredible year. I've absolutely loved seeing you play live. I've loved the atmosphere at your gigs and enjoyed chatting to you so much. Thank you for the bottom of my heart, for the music and for being you. I love you guys. So that, that's a big shout out to Gabby in Austria. And uh, what have you guys got to say to her? Have you got a little message as we, uh, as we come to the end of the year? Well, yeah. Well, we absolutely love Gabby. It's it's great seeing her at all the all the all the shows, and you know just seeing how happy it makes it. It's really like fulfilling for us to be doing what we're doing and seeing you know that kind of impact on people. So yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. We love seeing her. We love seeing birds, and you know it's just it's just lovely. Thank you very much, Gabby. We really appreciate everything that you do for us as well. So yeah, it works both ways. So yeah, thank you so much, and I hope you have a lovely Christmas. Yeah, and just to reiterate that as well, um, blown away by the response from Gabby and and a lot of our, our online fans and followers as well. And I think it feels like it's a bit of a shared journey 
as well for, for fans like Gabby who've been following us for years and you know flying over to from Austria to the UK it's not an easy easy journey to make but yeah we've been me and me and Kenny and the lads really appreciate it it's not I tell you what she's uh, she's got some stamina too because she came over for both the uh the in-stores were in, so she was at Wax and Beans in Berry, and then she went over to Liverpool. And on the Saturday night, we had a gig. We put on the Holy Coves in Manchester, and lo and behold, she was there for and sent oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, so we're going to head over Making the most to... of it, yeah? Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> we're going to head over now to the Twitter questions. Um, and this one, so I'm going to let you both answer this. So I'm, I am going to come to... Uh, to you individually for some, but this one definitely deserves an answer from both of you. And it comes from somebody proclaiming to be Kenny's sweaty headband. So they want to know who's got the worst <laughs> habits on tour. Um do you want me to go first. Go for it, Kenny. Well, um I'm I'm gonna go with the uh, Mr. Horrocks. <laughs> this one. Um, just for the amount of time he spends alone on his own in the bathroom. Um, I won't go. I won't go into too much detail, but <laughs> but and I don't think he's necessarily on the toilet or in the shower. <laughs> but mind you, that's 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 some haircut that he's got to keep going. Well, it wouldn't be short of. <laughs> well, get, get visions of the something about Mary. <laughs> Spends a lot of time in the bathroom, put it that way. And, and to be honest, he's happy enough telling us. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, sorry, I, I think my connection was dropping out there a little bit. But uh, yeah, just to reiterate that, yeah, and and he's definitely um definitely the worst one on tour. Um, only in the sense, I mean, I do love Andy, but um. As as Ken says, he's uh, he's definitely the most cleanest and, and self conscious out of uh, out of the lads when we're away. So he's the one who's always uh, you know looking sharp and clean and showered and fresh. And I made the mistake last year of um, of robbing his towel just to dry my hair with. It wasn't even my body. And um, he, he has to abandon it. it. What? It says I've seen you flossing with it. Oh. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> 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 seeing you flossing with it <laughs> well and, say... and plus he's, he, he was the only one who didn't uh, stay over at Kendall calling this year as well when we uh, when we played there in the summer so you know I think that speaks volumes he's, he's definitely the, the cleanest and most pristine member of the, the heavy north it's always the quiet ones you've got to watch in it <laughs> <laughs> okay then this one's for Kenny and it comes from Gaz who goes by the profile of the Heavy North Dancer on Twitter. So I wanted to know who was behind that profile for a while, actually. So hello, Gaz. And he wants to know, Kenny, would you ever consider dropping the guitar? As he thinks that you really evolved as a frontman recently without the guitar, and that was highlighted and displayed on some of the tracks at the Camping Furnace. Um, Probably not. Uh, I mean, I don't mind putting it down for... You know, I like having a mix, but I'd never, I'd never just stop playing it. Um, especially because when when I first started playing in bands, I used to play guitar and sing, and then I actually dropped the guitar and just I just used to be a frontman, 
and it hindered me so much in my songwriting, like for and my guitar playing. You know, my guitar playing would have been so much, so much more evolved, and as would my songwriting would have been if I hadn't have put my guitar down for such a long time. So being able to play play along with the likes of Jose and Jeff and the rest of the lads, really, you, you know, you come on leaps and bounds. You know, I'm a lot, I'm a lot more efficient on the guitar than he used to be. And as I said, it helps me songwriting and, and it's just something I love doing as well. I've also got to worry about potentially falling into the trap of dancing like Mick Jagger at certain <laughs> points as well. So I've got all of my guitar. It kind of, you know, gives me something to do. <laughs> so you're keeping them hips in check. Yeah, that's it. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a, I don't mind dropping it, you know, especially especially if the guitar itself's not necessarily adding anything to the track, you know what I mean? I would just play for the sake of playing it, but if I think if I think that what I'm playing is merited, then I will carry on playing it. Like for example, like because I wrote the 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 riff to round again, you know, so but while when we were playing it, when we actually got jamming it, when we first started, I was playing it and playing along, but then Jose and Jack were both playing similar, you know, similar bits. So I thought, you know what, I don't even need to play it. I'll just let, let them crack on. So it's just, a, you know, just a mix. If it, if it warrants it, I'll do it. If not, I won't. But um, it's certainly not something I'm knocking on, knocking on the head. But it's just nice to sort of pick your moments. Well, yeah, and I've got proper boss guitars. <laughs> exactly. So you've got to get them out of the cabinet. <laughs> okay then Steve so I'm coming to you now because I want to I want your pick from the album so this is going to be your choice Steve your song from Delta Shakedown and it's over to you to introduce it uh, yeah my um, my pick for um, my favourite track off Delta Shakedown it's probably going to be our closing track on the album so that's track 10 and it's called Feather Without You um, I think it's it's uh, it's a good kind of Someone described, I think it might have been Mark, he described it as like the anti as long as you're here with me, in the sense that it was closing the album. It's quite a quite a, a long track as well. And we've got the orchestra and, and that, that kind of stuff in there, but it's a bit bit of a darker, heavy one, this. Um and also, you know, selfishly I, I kind of close the album as well with my with my kind of piano uh, lick at the end. So it's a it's a nice touch for me to be able to say I was the last kind of sound on the uh, on the Delta Delta Shakedown album. So this is forever without you.
Kimbo's got a question now, and hello, Kimbo, big shout out. I hope that you're good. And um, I'm coming to Steve with this one. And it's, um, which of the band 
would be best at cooking the Christmas dinner? <laughs> I'll be honest, it's an easy answer for that one. Um, it'll have to be, uh, be our mate Kenny here. Um, Kenny's I've been the chef, is a couple it? of times for tea and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ken is, I'm not just saying it because he's on the call either. Ken, Ken is top drawer in the kitchen. Every now and again, we get a few photos in our band thread. Sometimes, like his Yorkshire puds, or uh, or the other week, it was a, it was like a quiche, wasn't it? Like a pie we made as well. Oh, yeah. It's, um, I suppose, yeah, that, that's probably something some of the anyways listeners and, and some of the Twitter gang aren't that familiar with, but yeah. So, what is your signature dish then, Ken? Go on. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I like I I make I make boss burritos. I like doing a bit of Mexican Mexican oh, food. Nice. Yeah, man. I come I come up with me own me own dish just like from all like the me- all leftovers from Mexican that I made and I called it a uh, Frida's fiery fiesta because me little girl's called Frida, so it was like a uh, it's like Mexican rice with like chicken and salsa and nachos and everything just all mixed in. It was boss. And that needs to go on the menu somewhere. That doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it was boss. Yeah, quesadillas <laughs> like just. Chop, chopped up unless did you? Oh, beautiful. Well, Kimbo also wants to know, and this is the important one, when are you guys heading up north and when are you going to do potentially a Scotland show? She's specifying Aberdeen, the Granite City. <laughs> when are you guys going north of the border? Yeah, I mean, it, it has been a little while, to be fair. It, it was it was May, early this year, when we were last up in up in Scotland and playing Glasgow. But yeah, it, it goes without saying, we, we, we'd, we'd want to be back. And it'd be great to make the trip up to Aberdeen as well. And, and there's a few other um, cities and towns across across Scotland, which I think uh, me and the lads would go down well at. So um, yeah, fingers crossed for the next, next, uh, next six months or so, we'll be up, up, in, uh, up definitely in Scotland and hopefully Aberdeen as well. Oh, nice one. And next up, we've got Laura now. I'm sorry, Laura's, because we know there's a couple on Twitter um, and especially out the Shits and Giggles crew. So I don't actually know which Laura this is, but I'm sure you will when you listen to it. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to go to Kenny with this one. um, And it's what music inspires your writing style? Um. There isn't a particular type of music that inspire, inspires me right instead. I just want I'm, what I'm listening to at the minute, really, because I've I've got like quite fast taste. Like one minute I could be listening to funk, the next minute I could be listening to blues, the next minute I could be listening to rock. Um, you know, I've got I listen to all kinds. So, I mean, that's you can probably see that on on some of the records. You know, you've got. Yeah, it's an spy you and as long as you're here with me on the same album, you know what I mean? It's two completely different genres, but that's that's what that's what I like as well about us. You're not gonna you're not gonna go, oh yeah, I'm gonna listen to this because I know what I'm gonna get. You don't you don't want a heavy north album. All the tracks, all the tracks are gonna have to bring something different. So yeah, so um so yeah, it really varies depending on what I'm listening to at the time. Okay, then, so I'm going to, I get to choose a song now from the album. And I mean, Kenny, as you were just saying, it's such an eclectic album and there's many I could have chosen, to be fair, um, and some of which we might mention later on, but special mentions to play it safe. Um, if I ain't got you, I ain't got money. Um, and then round again, and um, the last tune that you played, Steve, as well, uh, Forever Without You, you know, there's, uh, there's so many on this album. But there's one that I'm going to go for. And um, I think I said on Twitter a couple of days after the album was released, I just sort of sat there in a in a playlist with some of the big, 
heavy 70s classics like Crosby, Stills and Nash almost cut my hair. Uh, the Stones, I mean, all right, it was late 60s, but Gimme Shelter, that, that kind of era and them kind of tunes. And it's um, I See You, But You See Me. And it just sat there and it was equal to all of them classic rock powerhouse songs. And I just think it's stunning. It blew me away. First time I heard it in Wax and Beans. And we're going to hear it now. This is I See You, Do You See Me.
we've got another question now, and this is Mr. A to the D himself, A.D. Hansen, and he wants to know, and I'm going to ask Steve, if you could headline any venue in the world, literally anywhere, where would it be? And of course, he wants a cheeky guest list. <laughs> uh, well, that's a good, that is a good question. Um, first of all, A.D., can I guest lists? Absolutely, to, <laughs> to, to one of our uh, one of our bucket list um, venues. There you I go, think, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's boxed off. Something about AZ. I suppose the, the difficulty is um, is knowing what I'd pick. Um, I think one which I've always fancied playing. Um, it's not exactly about the size and the scale of it, but um, the hundred club. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not always always about the size. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I reckon um, I reckon the hundred club in um, in London that that that's a bit of a legendary one which uh, that's which an iconic. Can yeah, and you know it's not out the realms of possibility either. So you know who knows what the future's got 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 to hold there. You know I, I could just say you know a Coliseum or you know Glastonbury or Wembley or something, but you know truth is I think playing some of these very historical kind of bucket list venues is a uh, is is something which which I'm personally keen on. Well, it's a beautiful venue, iconic and. I could just imagine a heavy off gig in there. Ah, uh, yeah. And yeah, of course, AD will be there. <laughs> Front and centre, right on the barriers. <laughs> okay, then. So <laughs> this one's from our call, our mate call, and Kenny, I'm going to you with this one. Um, and he says, awesome gig at the Camping Furnace, lads. Absolutely loved it. I'd love to know, have you got any future plans to top that? Oof. That's oh, a big moment. one. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, it's far too early, early on in the in the booking for next year to even start <laughs> thinking about that. Think Steve, think Steve, have an heart attack if we start to try to pick up that one just yet. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. But, no, I agree with you. Be, there. To be honest, I think the plan is just to keep building and and try and keep as much momentum as possible and really uh, kick on next year and play to a lot of new people. People who haven't seen us and, and you know invite well bring them to the heavy north family. One of the one of the like real things that I love about our shows is that so many people like who come for the first time, like like I have people from my work and they were just like everyone at your gig was just so lovely. And it's a testament to the people that come and watch us and support us, like the likes of yourselves and Colin and Dan. And like you know, the girls, every like everyone who comes to watch us, we've got a really lovely fan base, and you you know, there's never any trouble there, and and it's a real testament to the people that come and watch us, and and you know, it makes us proud that you know we've got that that type of following. So and we wouldn't want it any other way. So the plan is to just keep keep on trying snowball kind of thing, just keep trying to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And then hopefully, you know, some one time in the hopefully, hopefully not too distant future, we will do something bigger. But it's a bit too early days just to confirm just yet. And as I said, Steele probably have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely understand that one, mate. And yeah, like you say, to echo that really in terms of just being there that night and talking to everyone, the atmosphere, it was it was something special. It was a moment, a real moment. Um, and watching it all come together for you lads and watching how many people filled that space. I mean, you know, that's a big venue and it's a special venue as well. It's, really, it's one of the coolest venues in Liverpool and, you know, everyone came out for you and it was just a real night to remember. So 
Uh, thanks a lot for that, Lewis, mate. And yeah, just to um, just just to iterate what you both said, really, I think it's it has definitely got that kind of atmosphere um, at some of our shows, and you know we're very grateful for the support. And Cabinet Fairness was it was a testament to that, really, um, with the just how packed out it was. Um, and you know a lot of the the, the listeners of Inuits and a lot of the, our kind of fans and followers and the kind of friends that we built, a lot of them will remember us playing, you know, to 60, 70 people in some of these smaller, you know, smaller venues years ago. And you know, go going from there to playing somewhere like the Camp of Fairness in our hometown is, is absolutely massive. But but it like I said earlier, it's a bit of a journey for our, our kind of fans and followers as well as me and the lads. Yeah, of course it is. And also, um, I know you guys did it before you did it at the uh the arts club last year, but unfortunately we couldn't get down to that one because it was Dan's wedding. So we were all mm. up in uh in in uh near Whitby in Robin Hood's Bay that night. But for us, it was the first time seeing you with as the 12 piece, and it was so special. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, and and just a shout out there to 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 the um to, to the girls, Rosalie and Molly, um Lozer and Stee on the uh, trumpet and sax, and the Northern String Quartet as well. Because uh, yeah, a few of them featured featured on the album and then joined us live at the Camera Fern. So yeah, they played a massive part in the sounds and and of Delta Shakes on the album as well. So a big year for them as well, being involved with us. You know, that the, they essentially are, are, are good mates now. Definitely, and uh, they are brilliant musicians and singers, and uh, it was just a wall of sound. And watching that come to life on stage. Okay, then. So we're going to hear another tune now from the album. And Kenny, it's over to you. For no, your right. so my, my pick from the album is going to be uh, I Don't Need Money. Uh, it's probably my favourite track from the album. I love yeah, how politically I, charged this one is. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I like yeah. the political well, songs. Yeah, it and it comes that element from there. a real place of Tory hatred, to be honest. Yes. Um. Yeah, just watch it. It's like when you see it on the news about them just having everyone off, and you know, it's like listen, you can have all the money, and I'd rather be absolutely skinned than be hated the way they are. Yeah, you know, all them greedy people, especially at a time now when there's so many people suffering financially, it's absolutely disgusting seeing them all just fattening the pockets for it for the for the mates. You know what I mean? Who don't need it in the first place? So yeah, so. Um, yeah, my favourite track from the album is Don't Need Money and um, probably one of the other reasons well I, t- I took I t- well I took a quite a, a big role in the production of this as well there was a lot of back and forth between me and Jose um, about the sound on it and um, the, my favourite part is Jack's guitar Jack's got a guitar lick running through it and it's dead subtle but when he played it isolated it was it was really lovely piece of music so yeah, if you listen out out for his guitar coming in, um, it, yeah, it just it just flows through the track. It's brilliant. So yeah, this is um, don't need money by the fantastic Heavy North. <laughs>
So I'm going to come to you both for an answer on this one. Joe Gill wants to know if there are any songs on the album that are about him. Nope. I like any answer that one. No. <laughs> nope. That's a unanimous no. No, um, no, wasn't it? Maybe on the first EP, but uh, definitely not on this one, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So, Emma wants to know, what was the favourite song on the album to play live? And again, this one, because we could have two different answers on this one. So, I am going to ask you both, and Steve, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, so um, I think something which is quite fresh, because we did perform at the Camp of Furnace, this one, but... And even though it's not off Delta Shakedown, I think the Genie is one of my favourite wow, tunes to perform gotcha. live, and particularly at the Camp of Fairness, as, as it was, it wasn't our opening track that we, we actually opened the set with Delta Shakedown, but that was the yeah. first tune we played when anyone joined us on stage, and it's that kind of first opening kind of two notes with uh, with the brass and the strings, and I was lucky enough to be positioned at the Camp of Fairness just in front of the quartet, and when they all came in together as well, it's uh, it sounds epic, and then obviously got the girls in the brass section, that, you know. So for me, um, uh, the genie is definitely one of the one of the best tunes to play live, or one of the most enjoyable tunes to play live for me. I agree with you on that absolute tune, and yeah, I remember that when you were saying actually, um, and that was the first part where everyone was on stand, like say that wall of sound. And ah, uh, yeah. How about you, Kenny? Um, I'll probably say uh, my favorite one. Well, it was it was a bit of a strange one actually, but it was um, forever without you, just because. It's um, it's really good fun. Is is the you know as as sad as the song is is at the same time it's really good fun to sing. You know you can really get your mouth into it kind of thing with all the different notes. But while we while we were actually playing that song, um, and there was a bit there was a bit where my harmonica might cut out, and it was because I I was doing I was doing a bit of Morrissey. I was walking up and down flicking me mic lead. <laughs> And I, as I flicked me mic lead, it's come down and it's whipped me pedal board right, right on the switch and changed the channel while it was on. And it was like, I couldn't have done that if I tried a million times. And it was just complete, like a complete fluke. But, um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed performing that one. You can really sink your teeth into it. Well, it's such a, such a powerful song. And, uh, of course, like you were saying before, Steve, where, uh, you know, Mark had said, it's uh, it's almost like the anti. Um, as long as I'm here with you, you know what a yeah. what a powerful song and a special album to to close the show. And I remember it uh, on the night as well. And <laughs> I love that. I also I don't know if you remember Kenny, but you you started spitting a line about your harmonica, and you were like, "There's not many people here who have harmonica problems." And I can't remember what it was now, but it was pocket of a pudding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, and, and I just need to stop wearing coats and pants with so many pockets. <laughs> right, dude, that was that was a that was a nice leather jacket. Though, I've got to admit. Oh, I'll tell you what, though, it was proper vintage. It didn't fucking smell very nice by the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, then. So we're going to hear another song now from the album, and this is this is the moment where. So we've been asking over the last week or so. For the people that follow In Your Ears on the socials um, and specifically on Twitter because we had a poll on Twitter um, and it was to find out the public's favourite song from Delta Shakedown. And of course, it's a little bit of fun. It's all subjective. 
we've had a pick, we've had three different songs, and it's that kind of album where literally you could have a different song depending on your mood or which day of the week it might be in terms of what you're up to. But the In Your Days people have been voting on Twitter, and although we've got no mark for a drum roll, I'm going to count down from three. <laughs> and number three, it's actually a tie. So there are going to be four songs in this in this little poll in the top three because we've got two songs tying the number three position with 10.7% each of the vote. And that is the title track, Delta Shakedown and Rosanna. Okay. Cranking up the tension now into second position with 14.3% of the vote. And it's I See You, Do You See Me? And now, the number one song, as voted for by You Lovely Twitter Lot, with 28.6% of the vote, is Play It Safe. Oh, Play It Safe. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate that. Well, we're going we're gonna to do What's Right, and we're going to give it a spin now. And... Steve, I'm going to come to you. You can introduce it. And uh, yeah, let's hear it now. Let's play it safe. Yeah, so um, the, this is definitely, um, I think we got the impression it's a fan favourite track of Delta Shakedown. Um, and it's it's one of them where you've got a little bit of a strings and a bit of the brass again. So it's a bit where we can all kind of step forward and, and have a little go. Obviously, my, my piano's kind of going throughout it. Um, and we, we like the harmonies as well. And oh, it's just, again, this was one where the first time I heard it, at the Wax and Beans gig, it just, and I know that was obviously straight back, but I was like, wow, mm. wow. Well, I think we all felt a, a similar reaction. I think when Kenny started playing it to us on a, on acoustic, I think he had um, like a WhatsApp recording of it a while ago, but yeah, it's definitely a really strong tune there. Obviously, Ken's, Ken's songwriting comes through, and I think that instrumentation, like I say, of, of all of us coming in and, and, and having our piece in, in this tune, and obviously it's a bit of a slower track compared to the rest of the album, so yeah, made up that people find a, uh, that's their, their favourite track off the album, and it's something which we didn't release as a single as well. So it's great that, you know, there's such a support for, for an album track um, of Delta Shakedown. So this is uh, this is Play It Safe uh, off of Delta Shakedown, and this is actually um, a live recording uh, of, of, uh, of uh, Play It Safe from one of our album launch shows. So, yeah, this is Play It Safe. <laughs>
question so we haven't got a clue who has posted this one but they want to ask kenny and they say that you've got to have the blues to play the blues what inspired your lyrics and would you say there's a certain on certain tracks they come from a place of experience um yeah 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 i would say so um on certain tracks definitely not not all um because i find myself when I'm when I'm writing to try and put yourself in a set like you know in a predicament, it's almost like setting a scene for yourself and building the track up that yeah. way. Really, um, I find I'll work. I'll try and just get 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 the chorus down, and then build the song around that. You know, there's there's no point writing a verse if you don't know where it's going. You know what I mean? So I'll tend to get a chorus down and then build the song around the chorus, and and you know just try and paint a picture and. Work it all out of me. As if I've got personal experience, it's it's even easier. But subject matter, once you've got that down, it's that's you know that's the main the main issue because you can also fall in a trap. You don't want to be writing about the same thing over and over again. You know what I mean. So it's um, you know, it's out. You know, different ways you can think of or different situations you can think of. It won't necessarily be something that you've actually been in yourself, but just trying to put yourself in that position and trying to work it out that way. I you know, one... sure, to a certain extent, you can relate. You can relate to a lot of different situations that you haven't been in anyway. You know what I mean. So it's just it's just a case of doing that for myself anyway. But yeah, there certainly are tracks on there as well that that are from personal experience. Yeah, and you you can tell that listening to the album. I remember when you said to 
um, to me when I spoke to you earlier this year about the um, where do you know? And it's the the people that you meet at random parts of your life, and then when you're reflecting, yeah, yeah. you often wonder like where are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are the best or nuts? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they can't still be around. <laughs> they can't still be around. <laughs> Not the way they were going. <laughs> now, came round in the shopping centre. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like Bez in Iceland. <laughs> Getting his chicken goujons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, now we've had a couple of questions from the Shits and Giggles girls already. And I was speaking to Paula last week and um, she wanted to ask one too. So she wants to know, as they host a show that's called Shits and Giggles, who's the funniest band member? And again, I'm going to come gonna come to each of you here because uh, there, be <laughs> there could be a story behind this. So, uh, Steve, I'm going to come to you first. Um, yeah, that, that's quite a good question to ask to be fair because I, I, I do have a laugh at all the lads um, and I think that, that's something which has really kept us going as a band in recent years is you know it's not just when, when we're in a studio or, or on tour or playing gigs but it's uh, it's our constant kind of jokes and taking the piss out of each other on, on WhatsApp but um, I think uh, I think someone who's yeah, heavy enough WhatsApp group <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a minefield in there God, don't, don't, don't look in the media library of that WhatsApp first Um <laughs> Well, I, I reckon... Um, Kenny's burritos. <laughs> Kenny's Yorkshire puds. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to say, Matt, man, in my opinion, the funniest band member is going to be Jack. Oh, Jack. Big shout yeah. out to Jack, eh? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, well, I, I was going to say there's reasons to it, but I don't, I don't think I need to explain them on, on tonight's show anyway. For anyone who knows us <laughs> and knows Jack will know how, uh, how hilarious he is. Yeah, Jack's ruthless. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, there we go. So Jack's taking yeah. the crown. Yeah. Although, I'll, well, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go a bit different than St. Joe said. I'll go for Mark, because Mark, Mark is like, he's quite, well, he's quite quiet. Uh, when you first get to know, him, but he just comes out with these proper hilarious dry one-liners. I was going to say, I can imagine him being dry. I remember when you were uh, you were on stage and you said, uh, we've got a bit of a script here and Mark wants to know how you all doing, so how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mark's hilarious. I, I just I just found myself just like prodding him while we were on tour, just just a to, just to different excuse to talk to him. <laughs> but yeah, he's so, he's so funny, like some of the stuff he comes up with. And always as well, when, when we're getting off from Prachy, he always try and grab him by the knob just to freak him out a bit. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he, doesn't know, he doesn't know how to handle that. Like, you know, I'm, there's not sexual involved in it. I'm just messing about, you know what I mean? But it proper freaks him out. <laughs> <laughs> and much like uh, Kimbo before, Paul also wants to know when you guys are going to be heading over the water to Belfast City. Well, yeah, I think um, we're still kind of reeling off the back of the Camp and Fairness and, and, and some of the, and obviously the album release this year, but we're definitely um, plotting some dates for, for, for next year already. So we're hoping to be overnight and making our debut over in Ireland next year. Um, and we're hoping that'll be in um, a show in Dublin and a show in Belfast um, at the same time. So Paula should only have to wait a couple of months to see, see us on a, a home turf 
Um, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, and we'll have to just get a few of the bits sorted at our end. But yeah, much looking forward to getting over to Ireland. Well, that would be special where the uh, where the Guinness is the milkshake, of course, and uh, <laughs> that'd be, there'd be some atmosphere there at the uh, the heavy north in Ireland. <laughs> okay, so we've got one last question, um, and it's coming from Dan, who uh, runs in your ears, um, and he wants to know. So Dan Hughes, he wants to know um, which artists have you guys discovered this year? And have you got any shout outs for anyone that you think is going to be uh, smashing it in 2024? I think what one of the uh, the bands I've really got into this year is a band from um, from Wales called CVC. Oh, um, yeah, great band. Oh, yeah, that's in the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the... We, we we watched them at um, at Kendall calling and they they were on um, the same same weekend as us um, obviously in Kendall and uh, and we and Kenny spoke to a few of the lads afterwards as well and just said it'd be great to play together at some point so you know hopefully we'll cross paths at some point but yeah they're they're fantastic so I would say if anyone um, listening hasn't heard of CVC yet I would definitely check them out um, we would also for for those who got in the camp at Furnace early enough on um, on the first December we'd also supported by um, by a guy called Ellis Murphy. Who's um sound lads who, who we watched earlier this year? He's a scouse um kind of folk um singer, uh, quite Dylan esque, um, but he also performs with a full band as well. So uh, um for someone up and coming, I definitely recommend if you if any of the listeners haven't checked out Ellis Murphy. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of me. Uh, I don't think he's got anything on Spotify at the moment, but there's some videos on YouTube and he's got a SoundCloud as well. So um that's someone else. Hopefully, um, introduce some of the listeners to. Yeah, he's got a great voice. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I echo what Steve said there. Actually, yeah, CVC about Ellis Murphy both, but it should be going on to bigger and better things. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed seeing Mexican dogs as well. They're, they're our mates from Liverpool. We play with them. Uh, Kendall Collin, they put on a really good show. So yeah, yeah, I think uh, they're going to do all right as well. Yeah, and uh, Jay Lewis, Jay Lewis, who played with us, he was phenomenal, absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. He's a cool fella, isn't he, Jay Lewis? Yeah, so I would say if anyone hasn't checked out Jay's album as well, um, a bit like Ellis Murphy, really. If they don't, um, each of those artists don't have a lot of music out on Spotify, but you can listen to the stuff on uh, on YouTube. And Jay released a um, solo album last year called Waiting for the World, which is uh, which is ace, and he plays some of those tracks at the Camp and Furnace. So again, I would uh, I'd seek out some of those shouts from, from Kenny as well, Mexican Dogs and, and Jay Lewis. Um, alongside the ones I suggested, CBC and, and Ellis Murphy as well. Okay, guys. Well, that is the end of the show. So, Kenny, Steve, thank you so much for coming on and uh, for, for taking everyone's questions off Twitter. And uh, uh, Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And um, can I just say it's been it's been amazing listening to the album this year and, and getting to see you. Uh, at the shows and uh, look forward to what the next year brings as well. Yeah, starting, um, starting for us in Ebden Bridge, we'll be uh, we'll be down there to see you with a Hazy James. Fantastic, yeah. Yes. So we, we, we will be playing a few live shows in February. So if anyone's missed missed uh, catching the Heavy North this year, we've got a few dates uh, coming up in February in, in the Arts Club in Liverpool for Independent Venue Week. Uh, but also, as you mentioned there, Lewis, we're off to um, Hebden Bridge Trades Club with our mates and um, the Hazy Janes. I'm also um, playing a, a legendary venue in London called the Troubadour. That's on the 16th of February. So keep an eye on our socials. 
We've got oh, wow. a couple more shows in, in March and April as well. So if anyone hasn't been down to any of our gigs, you get involved and uh, check out Delta Shakedown as well while you're at it. Definitely amazing. Well, guys, you know what to do. Keep on tabs. Get on the heavy offs, uh, all the socials. Um, they're very active on social media. They've got one of the best accounts on there. So uh, keep tabs and you'll be the first to know. And before we go, because it's almost Christmas and we're going to let the Heavy North boys take over the jukebox and spin a Christmas hit. And I know, um, in fact, you guys have just done a beautiful cover of, uh, of White Christmas as well. So we need to give that a shout out. And uh, guys, you need to go and listen to that if you haven't done already. And uh, that, was a, that was a really beautiful soul inspired uh, cover and uh kenny i just want to come over to you then now mate for the for the spin on the jukebox yeah well usually usually i'll be going for a bit of slate but Ooh, yeah i like a bit of slate <laughs> yeah, yeah usually i'll go for a bit of slate but because um he recently uh, shane mcgowan re- recently oh, passed away oh beautiful i'm yeah. gonna go for fairy tale in new york because it's one of my favorites anyway so I'm it is me too and and from me staying all the heavy north lads I want to thank you, Lou, for all the support as well and um, everyone out there. So I hope you all have a boss Christmas and thank you very much. It was Christmas Eve, babe In the drunk tank An old man said to me Won't see another one Sang a song, the rare old mountain dew. I turned my face away and dreamed about you. Got on the lucky one, came in late into one. I've got a feeling this year. Chit, 
find someone Well, so could anyone You took my dreams from me When I first found you I kept them with me, babe I put them with my own Can't make it all alone I built my dreams around you Christmas Day